This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Jen Burson. I am the founder of Generation PR. We are a full-service PR and social media marketing agency based in Los Angeles. And I am also the founder of the Profitable PR Pros Community and the creator of the Agency Accelerator and the Pitch Lab. And I am the host of the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Everybody wants to talk about retainers. And I think this came up, actually, we had a coaching call this week um, for the Pitch Lab and it came up, I guess it was the Pitch Lab. Um, Somebody was coming in and offering services, totally brand new, um, with a kind of pre-established relationship to the prospective client. And we had a really good discussion. There was a lot of helpful information about um, how to price services when you're starting out, um, what she should and could be considering. There's so much that goes into it. And I and I love this aspect of running your own business because it's where you find your profitability. It's where you find your expertise. It's where you are able to set yourself up for leveraged growth in the agency accelerator, the very first part Um is about setting your rates, figuring out who's your niche and um, what you ultimately want to make, how much you want to be working, um, bringing in a team. All of those things are considerations. So we cover it in depth because it's one of the most important things that you need to learn and to consider. And it's not as simple as you think. Um, You know, there's a lot of consideration that goes into it. But I wanted to talk today about retainers, how to set up your prices and stick to them, um, how to price your PR retainer services. This question comes up all the time. And what typically happens when you are just starting out and if this resonates or you've done this or you are doing this, um, a lot of people will price their services out of fear like the fear that the client will leave or go away because the rate is too high or fear that they look greedy or fear and maybe imposter syndrome that they don't deserve to make that much or that it's going to look kind of shocking that maybe a smaller agency or a solo pra- you know practitioner is asking for that retainer. And I know I did that in the beginning. I was like, well, that sounds really high. Like in your mind, you say that sounds really high. So you want to discount it or you want to cut it a little bit, you know, closer to where you think the client can pay. Even if you don't have an idea of what their budget is, Um, we talk all about what you need to ask on sales calls. So one of the things is make sure you ask them if they have a budget. A lot of times they will tell you and it'll be very helpful. So beginners... And kind of even experienced PR pros don't know how to set up and price their retainer services, but this is the key 
to growing your business successfully, scaling. Um, this is where your you know revenue and profitability kind of serves as the scale um, foundation to scale the business and having retainers as your foundation for how you price your services versus project-based versus hourly, that's going to make this opportunity for you to grow and scale and be more profitable and work less. It's going to make that possible. So I want to share how to set up retainers, how to price them, and then answer some FAQs, frequently asked questions that all things, um, all P about all things PR retainers and pricing. So uh, let's just jump in here. Um, if you're brand new to setting up your retainers in your business, we have three steps, just kind of how you should think about it. The first thing is know your niche, like research and understand your niche. What is your specialty? Who do you serve and how do you serve them? And that's one of the very first things we focus on in the Agency Accelerator because that's the way to make more money. You will be a sought after expert and it's a way to um, it's a way to leverage um, expertise. It's a way to leverage contacts. This is how you get in a flow state and make the most money possible. So think if there is an industry standard for the kind of niche that you're working in. And this community is very helpful for that, especially the Agency Accelerator Plus on the coaching calls because people share their rates on those calls. So you don't have to be in the dark anymore and kind of fly blind and wonder how everyone else is doing it. Because those days of like taking a stab in the dark, they're over because now you have a community that wants to support you and will help you with that information. Um, step two here is keep your level of experience in mind. So are you basing your rates on your level of experience? Are you brand new to PR? If you're just starting out, you're really looking to gain experience and sometimes you should price accordingly, not that you won't crush it or do a fantastic job, but consider offering somebody a lower rate to get started for a limited period. And that's the key. We talked about that on the coaching call, a limited period of time. They need to understand that this introductory rate does not go on and on and on, but it allows you to get in with them and start to work in that niche start to develop some relationships, some case studies. This is how I very first got my start and how I carved out my expertise in the baby and kids space. And we are now a sought after PR agency that is focused on baby and kids, beauty and cosmetics. And that came from starting and having expertise in the baby and kids space for a reduced rate for a short period of time because I ended up supporting my very first client for 11 years. Obviously, I couldn't keep them at the introductory rate, you know, for very long, but we raised them several times. We also we also offered uh, additional services. So, unless you have a pre-established time frame for the introductory rate or they want additional services, it's very hard to go back and just be like, "My rate's more now." They'll say, "Why?" you know, why? What Are you doing anything different? Why would you do it for this much then and now it's more? So it's just challenging. So limited time period, make sure they know. Um, 
Step three is consider your own financials. What do you want to make in a year? What is your revenue goal? And then break that up over clients and retainers and consider how many clients you can serve at one time, how many hours you want to work, and figure out your profit margin. How much does it actually cost for you to provide these services? And if you bring in a team, how much will it cost for them to execute these services? So this requires you understanding in advance, having the foundation and um, infrastructure in your business set up in advance so you can price out your services knowing what it's going to cost for you to implement. That includes freelancers, employees, and includes any kind of uh, costs that are associated that you maybe are sunk costs like Scission uh, or you know Meltwater or our database. Like you can obviously spread that out over multiple clients, but other things too that you're going to be paying for, um, like reporting services, um, other subscription-based services, even the Pitch Lab. That's definitely something that you can have in your business that is going to serve multiple clients. Just those execution plans alone, it's a hundred bucks a month. It's less than a hundred bucks a month, but that's an expense in your business you need to build in and then have that as part of your um, your expenses that offset your, your uh, revenue, right? And then that's how you figure out your income. Um, and then having it built in where you can then bring in a team and then have a pretty significant profit margin on the team executing. And I don't, I don't typically look at it like a percentage increase over what they're making. I try to get the retainers as high as possible and get the execution as low as possible. Meaning I will bring in my team that uh, does our media outreach. They're all very seasoned. They're all 10 plus years but I give them I give them a lot of work and um, and I um, give them scale, you know, like I'll scale because they'll give me a discount because I'm giving them volume. Um, and so I'm able to get access to really great people for a reasonable rate because they um, are counting on us. And they also like working with me because I'm very hands off. I'm like, you do you. How long should retainers be? A retainer should be for a minimum of six months. I like to approach every single relationship that I talk to, prospective clients, like they are going to be an ongoing partnership. I don't want people coming in for a quick shot in the arm. They just think it's a quick expense. Just like, let's PR it. I hate when people say that. We're just going to PR it. It's not going to work. Like we will tell them we are looking for ongoing partnerships. Our clients have the best results when we build momentum and we expand on that momentum, that's the goal is to keep these relationships ongoing. You don't want to be looking for clients all the time. One of the pillars I teach inside the Agency Accelerator is sales, and it's all about getting consistent, predictable, recurring retainer revenue. You can't be searching for new clients all the time when one leaves because they're going to leave at six months and you're constantly on a hamster wheel. Um, you want to have them renew. And what you tell them is that a six-month minimum is generating interest, leads, momentum, runway. You can see things start to come to fruition 
it around that period of time that you will see short lead stuff placed already and you will start to see some long lead features rolling in. And sometimes you can justify a whole year, um, emphasize the importance of this continuing partnership and not having interruptions in your services. So, um, and then you wanna build monthly for your retainer services, no matter the length of the contract. So again, you bill on the first of the month up front before starting your services. That's to protect yourself. And monthly invoicing will protect your cash flow and sustain your business. Um, one of the other things I'll point out is that my team gets paid whether I get paid or not. So you have to pay your people. You have to pay your bills, obviously. So that requires obviously vetting clients that you believe will be paying you and also being brave enough to stop work when you do not get paid. And using that stopping and starting losing momentum as an opportunity to tell the client that they need to pay or the work is going to cease and they will be missing opportunities that you've worked so hard to build. Um, you cannot let it go more than a month without, without getting paid. If you have already set rates for your retainers, there's a chance that they are not high enough or scalable. And another question we get asked all the time, should you discount your retainers? And one of the biggest pricing problems I see even with established PR pros is that we tend to set our retainer rates a little lower or we offer discounts to seal the deal with a client. Some instances, we talk about that in Agency Accelerator, I do feel <clears throat> it might make sense, but not for these reasons. Fear of losing the clients. <clears throat> um, you know, thinking that you're gonna, like if you price your services and then you discount it, but you don't take any services away, it seems very arbitrary to the client. Once you've set your retainer rate, you need to be confident in them. You're the one in charge of your business, you guys. You get to decide how you run your business and what it's going to cost to work with you. So you're the expert. That's why when you niche down, you become more valuable. Don't negotiate. Don't negotiate. There are instances where it makes sense. When it's a client you're desperate to work with, like you love it so much, it's going, it's like you want to get into a certain niche and they would be the perfect client to veer you in that direction. Um, it's going to build your reputation, your portfolio, make you look super, super good, um, you know, and find out their budget because you may discount your services without even knowing how much their budget is. Um, find out and you may not have to discount your services. They might just be so excited to work with you because you're awesome and you won't have to. But if there is one that you, you want to ensure that the price isn't the thing that keeps them from working with you. If you're the right fit and they love you and you love them, figure it out. You need to figure it out. Maybe cut services. I hate saying that because I like to just be kind of all inclusive for earned media, um, P, you know, PR outreach. But 
cut services or let them know that maybe reporting or calls aren't going to be as, um, you know, frequent, something to get the possibility of working with them. But be confident in your pricing. When you have a niche, you're going to be worth whatever you, you know, charge based on the value you bring. Um, You're the expert. Don't negotiate. Keep that in mind. Once you've set your rates, be confident in them because you are in charge of your business. It's important that you know your (laughs) worth and you be selective about who you work with. You need to charge what you're worth in order to grow and scale your agency. And that's one of the very first things that you need to do. You should only make exceptions when something is really aligned with the direction that you want to take your company in, the niches you want to really make a name for yourself. Or if the client can really beef up your portfolio, give you a killer case study, testimonial, and PR results, like if this will allow you access to top tier outlets, you know, maybe in your niche, consider that. And if you want to give a discount to incentivize, it can be a good strategy, but you want to build a discount into your price so that there is a cushion. So what I want you to avoid here is pricing that undercuts the value of your service that would be like sign up for a a year and pay for 11 months and you get the 12th for free. You never want to be like, get it for free. It's instead you're offering a percentage off of your per month for longer retainers. So you give a discount if someone books a year retainer instead of a six-month retainer, and that is spread out equally every month. I don't want you to like have to have a month where there's nothing coming in. To me, this is just common sense, but it, it needs to be mentioned. Um, and then this was, a, this was a question that came up in our community, and you know we have the best community anywhere for PR pros online helpful, best community. Um, It's called um, Profitable PR Pros. If you guys are not in there, check it out. So the advice that they gave on offering discounts, Tamarin Tobian, who is fantastic, she's a member of our programs. She said, I only discount for three reasons. One, they're paying everything up front and I give them a three to 5% break Two, they're bringing me multiple projects. Yes, we have talked about that. We did a live about that maybe a month ago. Um, Three, they've referred me out and that landed me a new client. And in that case, they will give, they will get a small referral fee off of their next month's retainer. Um, Nelson is saying, it is not a good idea to give discounts. The reason is that clients will then expect you to keep giving it to them, and that is not what you want to do. And there is the risk of looking like you're a budget option, Um, but there is a way to do it, like how Jane does it, where she says, I give a 10% 10 discount if they pay um, upfront quarterly. That's a great way to do it um, because it's tied to the um you know prepayment revenue it's just tied to that decision to pay early not to the level of service or the fact that she offered something higher and then just agreed to discount it for no reason other than she wanted the client um uh bill Byrne, who's also very active in our group but i don't know that he ever comes on lives but he said discount a yearly retainer if they pay up front but not more than five percent which seems really aligned with what Jane and Tamarin are doing. 
And then Carrie Watt said, offer the same price, no discount, but do an extra something to get them to commit to 12 months, like an extra mini campaign or something that won't take too long, but has huge value to the client, depending on what they want or need. Um, Like uh, create social posts for a few weeks or design a press kit PDF, create their website press area, et cetera. Yeah, so that's offering an additional value add as an incentive to sign and commit for a year. 